Hello Spectrumites and other people. My name is Forrest and welcome to the Pancake King, Life and Marriage on the Spectrum. The podcast for you to learn about the autism spectrum, learn what it's like for someone like me to live on the spectrum, and what marriage is like between two people on the spectrum. When you tell someone that you're dealing with anxiety that day, do they ask you why? Sometimes that can be frustrating. I know. I've been through that. I've even been asked that by people I know really well, and I don't hold it against them for doing that. To ask why is a very normal response, and most of the time it comes from good intentions. For us who deal with anxiety, though, and in some cases have even been diagnosed with it, whether that's the core diagnosis or it came along with the autism diagnosis, sometimes the answer to the question why is no reason. I've had days where I feel anxious over specific things, and my mind will fantasize about all the worst-case scenarios imaginable. Imaginable. Anything imaginable can go pretty far. Everything can be on the table, which can make for some very distressing days. I've had worst-case scenario thoughts live in my head for years, but in the last few months, I have, probably more than any other time, really faced the kinds of anxiety-driven thoughts and fantasies the human mind is capable of conjuring up. It can be scary and exhausting, and it's natural for us to be disturbed by them, but we can't afford to obsess over them. Anxiety is something that can come up on us when we least expect it. Our lives can be really neatly in order. We're happy, carefree, maybe even excited about something coming up. We have no reason to be anxious or even worried, but sometimes when I'm just working or sitting minding my own business, a weird feeling creeps in. Out of nowhere, something feels wrong. A vague feeling of dread, as if something terrible is about to happen and I'm powerless to stop it, but I'm desperate to have that power. There's no specific reason that it's there. It just exists, and I have to figure out how to respond to it. Usually anxiety starts out feeling like a small lump in my stomach, as small as a seed. Then, like a seed, it sprouts vines that grows in different directions and continues to take up space inside me until there's very little free room left. I've been working on developing new habits lately to more quickly deal with this feeling when it comes around. They don't erase the feeling completely, but they at least help water it down and strip it of most of its power, including staying power. If an anxious thought comes in, I say to myself out loud that I don't want to think about that right now. I'd rather think about X, and this usually helps change the channel in my brain. It's not a permanent fix, but it does help me collect my bearings so that I don't feel miserable all the time. I'm a Christian, so other times I turn to prayer and lean in on some scriptures. Again, not a permanent solution, but it does help bring some peace of mind. I've dealt with these kinds of thoughts for years, but I've recently decided to take a more hands-on approach with them and actively work against them in whatever ways I can. If you're subscribed to my Substack at thepancakeking.substack.com, you know that I like asking my readers about their own experiences when it comes to the different situations autism can throw our way. If you're not subscribed or haven't found my Substack yet, go to, again, thepancakeking.substack.com and comment on this podcast episode's page what anxiety is like for you. What does it feel like? Does something in particular trigger it, or does it just arrive uninvited at a random time? Let's start a conversation together. See you on my Substack, and see you next week.